everyone, welcome to Pod Bangtan, where we watch Run BTS and talk about it after. This week, we're watching episode four. Episode four. This is like a classic Run BTS episode. Yes. Although I have to say, I'm still getting used to these shorter episodes. Mm. Yeah. Like at the end, I'm like, that's it? Like, yeah. I wanted more. They're so short. <laughs> so short. But they pack um, a lot in, in the like tiny amount that they have. True. I, a lot happens. Yes. So maybe they were the OGs of short form videos. No, it's all, everything is cyclical. Now, six years later, we're like, we're going back to like shorter and shorter content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So tell us a bit about where this episode is in the timeline. Because we know from experience, it's not in a chronological form. Yeah. Is it? So this episode was aired on September 15th, 2015. So almost a full month after episode three was aired. Um, and between those two times, so between the airing of episodes three and four, we had lives in Osaka and Hong Kong. Um, those are probably after concerts. We had Jungkook and RM's birthdays. And we had some other random content as well. So from those lives and other content we can tell that like over the course of this period of time and by actual September 2015 V had brown hair, Jimin and Jungkook had dyed their hair back to black and RM has gray blue hair. So we know that that is their actual hair color in September 2015 but this episode we can see now is like clearly pre-recorded because they still have that dope comeback hair. That's true. Yeah. And I didn't realize until very recently that RM almost ne never has black hair. Oh. Like, you know, I always think about Jimin dyeing his hair a lot, and he does. Yeah. Right? And then V went through all the colors, which I'm sure we'll come to with future Run BTS episodes. But RM literally almost never has black Hasn't hair. Hasn't he said fairly recently that he doesn't like the way he looks with black hair? Yeah, yeah. he has. But I just like, because you know, do you know what I mean? In my head, I don't know why, maybe because I'm, you know, still getting to know all the members, but in my head, if you're thinking like hair damage and like dyeing your hair, yeah, I immediately think of Jimin. Yeah. Because he goes to blonde a lot. Yeah. But actually, RM's like almost never had black hair. Yeah. So he definitely has the worst hair damage. Yeah. That's why I think when they were shooting that video, I think about every time they talk about bleaching and hair bleaching, I feel like RM is always like, I hate it. Because, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, he it's been six years. I, I don't ever recall seeing That's RM with so black hair. That's so true. That's so true. Now that you're saying it. Something so funny about BTS and hair color is I feel like every everyone goes through this transition of like you you start watching BTS or you like see one video and you're like, oh, I like the guy with the blue hair. And then that only lasts for like a week. And then the next video you're like, wait, which one is the one with the blue hair? And they I know. change so often. And I saw a tweet once that was like, note to like, to casual BTS fans. Like, you can't identify them by their hair color. Like, only ARMY can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to, like, state hair color, then state era. Yeah. 
and then you can identify them yeah. although to be fair yeah when you first said that i was like oh not that many people have been blue but i think almost all of them have been blue <laughs> at one point <laughs> except for jimin i don't remember jimin with blue hair mm. but maybe that's a gap in my army knowledge we'll see we'll yeah. see um I was just curious because you were saying that, you know, in September is peak BTS B-Day month because yep. we got JK and RM. And I just wanted to know, I mean, we now know that BTS birthdays are huge, mm. like buying a satellite with V's name on it, huge. <laughs> and I was just curious, obviously, this is earlier in their kind of fame and, you know, fandom, whether they did similar things back in 2015. But it was really cute. So back in 2015, RM celebrated his 21st birthday. Crazy, he was already 21 at the time. Yeah. Because I don't know. Maybe because they wear, wear shorts and overalls a lot. They don't seem like they're closer to me in age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's 21 in 2015. And they all, um, he celebrated it with fans um at an event held in indonesia which mm. i think is really sweet and i'm sure they treasure these times now now that they can't see armies yeah and he was trending on twitter yeah. so i kind of feel like 2015 feels very early bts era to me yeah but i think they were already pretty big then if they were trending on twitter yeah i mean i think they had uh they had some number ones under their belt at this or not number ones but they had some music show wins they had been around yeah. for a couple of years. I just found out um, this week, everybody's been talking about how Naomi Osaka is ARMY. Yes. And she has said that she became ARMY around I Need You era. So that is June 2015-ish. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely HYYH era. Yeah, I think I Need You was their first single Yeah. Off the, in this era. Yeah. And then dope. But anyways, yeah. So Naomi Osaka was becoming a fan. So yeah, I, I can definitely feel that they're getting a lot bigger at this stage. I mean, also props to Amino Apps, the website that oh chronologicalizes each member's birthday over the years. <laughs> so much good content there. Is that like a, a fan micro site kind of situation? Must be. If yeah. you know and you're listening, let us know. What is Amino Apps? I mean, Amino Apps come up every time I search any very niche thing about exactly. BTS. Exactly, yeah. So it, they're definitely some kind of army involvement. It's just not, I don't know any specifics. Yeah. Anyway, now that we put it in the timeline of BTS, what was the episode? Give us a quick summary. Sure. Katie. So the... Episode is called 32nd Gate, which I don't really get, um, but fine. <laughs> it's like some sort of like 32nd challenge. And it takes place in a pool, which we will soon find out that all the water-based run BTSs are amazing. So this is the start of like a beautiful sequence of water-based run BTSs. And if you're a thirsty army... I'm sorry, but they're not, like, half naked no. in any of these episodes. Always fully covered. Exactly. And I can't tell where this specific pool is. Um, 
like I know in their most recent one, like modern day pool one, they were doing like simultaneous product placement for a hotel. So they were in a hotel uh, pool. And so we knew where they were. Yeah, um, and they've been to water parks and stuff before as well. Yeah, but, but can't yeah, tell this, this one kind of feels like a local small pool. Yeah, it feels like it might be like the basement of a gym somewhere. Yeah, like almost like basement of someone's house who has a pool. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the vibe. It's <laughs> yeah. very early days for Run BTS here. Yes. So what they're doing is they're going to be completing three different missions in the pool um, as an overall challenge. And if they fail any of these missions, they have to drink garlic juice. And the first mission is moving two Jenga pieces on a pool floaty. Um, and the only ones who fail are Jin, V, and J-Hope. And they're all given shots of jar garlic juice, but only V has to drink it. Uh, the producers allow Jin and J-Hope to skip. So the next challenge, the second challenge, is standing on a pool floaty and unfolding a paper crane in 30 seconds. And the ones who failed this one are Suga and again, Jin and J-Hope. <laughs> and again, Suga does the garlic juice drink. And again, Jin and J-Hope are, are skipped. I was about to say shipped. <laughs> danger, danger. <sighs> Okay, and then the last challenge is, again, they're standing up on the pool floaty thing. But this time they have to transfer, like, pour 500 milliliters of Coke into another bottle in 30 seconds. And here we've got a few more people who fail. So we've got Sugar, Jen, J-Coke. We've got Sugar, Jen, Jungkook, and J-Hope who fail. And in the end, they do, like, a face-off, and Jen does finally have to drink garlic juice. So... Our final standings are the ones who passed all three challenges were Jimin and RM, but Jimin is the one who's elected the MVP by the crew. So poor RM. <laughs> I think he's, yeah, I'm, st I'm sure he's already used to it at this point. I mean, I also wondered because during the second challenge, the first time they had to stand up on the pool floaty, his was fully half on land. So yeah. I wonder if they, I mean, he is the god of destruction. So I wonder if they kind of cut some corners for him here. Just for safety. Yeah, yeah for safety. And then the one For safety of the floaty. Yeah, <laughs> for, for the equipment. Yeah. Um, the ones who passed two challenges were V and Jungkook, and Suga passed one, and Jin and J-Hope both failed all three challenges. Yeah. yeah, I think we should have, I'm sure we will eventually do a running standing of who wins more challenges. Yeah, I think um, we should do both like who is winning and who we're anointing as our stars of the week. Yes. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's interesting that they squeeze it into 10 minutes because usually in modern day run BTS, <laughs> modern day, <laughs> um, they tend to kind of stretch it and they're, you know, you can tell that they've edited and even like the end bit to decide who gets the punishment. They've really edited out and you just get the result. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, yeah, to see that, you know, the beginning, there's like no game to play the order. Mm -hmm. Like usually it's like you either guy, guy, boat, like rock, paper, scissors or do the numbers game or like the hand up, hand down thing to see who goes first. Because generally people, because everyone's so competitive on variety shows, um, 
either people don't want to go first or people don't want to go last kind of thing. So it, yeah. it feels like there's kind of bits that they've really shortened yeah, compared I mean, to normal. I You didn't even really know that the punishment was going to be garlic juice until the punishment was garlic juice. Yeah, until you saw like the crew members like mortar pestling garlic and yeah. then adding water. Um, yeah. But they all still look like eggy, like baby face. So I cannot young. get over it. It's like, like every time we come back to watch one of these episodes, I've been watching modern day content in the interim. And then, yeah, we come back to one of these episodes. and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so young. Yeah. And I'm still not used to seeing JK bare armed. Yeah. Like that's still odd. He, he's like a different person. Like they're like different people in a way. Yeah. Like obviously they're the same, but it feels different. Yeah. They, they're just really young. Yeah. One thing um, I noticed was um, Jungkook at this stage. I mean, we all know even still today he does this, but like it's so obvious when he's so little and with those big eyes, the way he just like adores RM and is just like constantly staring at him, which is like such adoration in his eyes. So cute. Uh, so endearing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he still does this to this day. Yeah, he so. does. <laughs> okay, but can we please talk about the emergence of, I think, first time ever on Run BTS of the episodes we've seen so far of Slytherin energy? Yes. We have been teasing this. We've been talking about how the Slytherin energy was going to come into play. But yeah, I agree. This is the first time we start to see it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry if you're not a Harry Potter fan. Um, we both are. So we will dive into a little bit of this. But yeah, I mean, I think Jimin pushing RM and Jin into the pool in the first challenge is, I mean, Jimin is mischievous. Yeah. And I think it's quite interesting that RM being the leader yep. and Jin being the oldest, getting pushed into the pool from Jimin, who's one of the, in the maknae line, they don't get, like, obviously it's all in good jest, but I just feel like it's a reflection of their relationship within the group that, you know, obviously we know in Korea, if you're a young, you have like, there's certain things you're supposed to do if you're a dosang. Yeah, I might be butchering that word <laughs> from your hung and what you're supposed to do. And it's just like cool to see how Jin's kind of cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe in other groups, I mean, you've watched more variety show content than me. But like, is there a little bit more tension in other groups? Um, I mean, I've seen. So, for example, I've seen like some NCT content. Do Young gets made fun of a lot. But he is one of the older ones. Mm -hmm. So I th I don't think there's so much. I think depending on the group. Okay. I think in some groups there's a vibe. But also in some groups the Hyung is also the leader. Yeah. So there's ad that adds a different element to it. But I have to say Jin is probably one of the more playful Hyungs. Okay. In vibe. Interesting. Like in attitude. Um compared to what I've seen but I could be wrong I mean I haven't seen all variety shows with all idols <laughs> I mean I'm pretty close but <laughs> yeah so I think there's that but okay. I, you know I really like Jin for that I think he keeps you know that question gets raised a lot when he gets interviewed like oh you're the oldest like how does it work and 
you know, he's all about like, yeah, I, you know, I am the oldest and, you know, I do, you know, there is a level of respect, but I also kind of don't want to be kind of tied to that title and want to get along with everyone. And I mean, he's still, in a way, he's still very big brother to me. Like, you know, you see these gifs and memes of him fishing V off the stage. Yeah. Um, when V goes a different direction or like he bows when one of the members are bowing so they're not alone and he gives shout outs to his members when he's hosting shows like there's still a lot of older brother qualities to him yeah. that aren't kind of strictly about like oh you get me food or you have to do this after me yeah. or that. N no tyranny mm. I guess the best kind yeah. of older brother then yeah exactly do you have you you're you're an older sister not an older you don't have an older brother no yeah I just have a younger brother yeah I would love to have an older brother yeah yeah but I'm a tyrannical older sister Are you? <laughs> <laughs> um okay so coming back to Slytherin energy yes. obviously Jimin is obviously the one to point out that Sugar was cheating yeah and then you also have you know V and RM in the corner they don't have as much Slytherin energy as Jimin, but they were shaking up the bottles before. That was and so I feel like cute. It was so cute. And this is like, you know, I keep saying, I feel like V and RM, like, play with each other more than, I think, legitimately Jimin or JK. Yeah. I, with V. That is something that until you mentioned it and I started trying to pay attention to it, that's something that I hadn't really noticed. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's more evident now. I mean, in V's recent V Live, when he was singing Boys to Men, yeah, and like RM was singing along, or anytime V sings a musical while he's getting his makeup done, RM's always there. Or, you know, there's that video I've seen over and over again where RM's eating a snack and V takes it out of his mouth. Yeah. Like, they just, I, I don't really see that kind of energy between V and some of the other members mm. as much. Um, and I think it's really cute. I mean, it everything's really cute. cute every time. <laughs> it's so cute. But something that is not cute is the garlic juice. Yeah. It, I mean, even chopping garlic or even having raw garlic in little amounts is too much. I mean, so... they are like pounding up. It looks like 20 cloves of garlic at least, if not more. And then they pour some water over it and that's what they drink. Oh my Lord. Yeah. So let's dive into garlic. Juice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, drinking. This reminds me of that James Corden segment, which is, what's the one where it's like truth or truth or dare. But like, if you refuse to answer a question, you have to spill your guts. That's what it's called. Yeah, spill your guts or eat the guts. Or yeah, <laughs> I mean there. I do have problematic there are things that are problematic about that segment for me. Mm. Um, about like sometimes they like put food that's like gross for Western audiences that is normal food in other countries. Oh yeah. So yeah. that bit gets me a bit annoyed, mm. but. Garlic juice, I feel like, is universal, hard-to-drink stuff. Yeah, but I was reading a little bit about it, and there is definitely, like, a garlic juice 
proponent community out there. <laughs> like the lemon water community. Yeah, or wasn't there a whole thing when everybody was drinking celery juice? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure that like you have to consume garlic as juice for all of these health benefits that people say there are to garlic. Um, I, I feel like in the show Outlander, oh my gosh, this is such a specific reference. Um, have you watched Outlander? I have watched Outlander. <laughs> so she I don't that. like to admit it, <laughs> but I have. I mean, you're a 30-something-year-old woman. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's only normal. <laughs> yeah. So she's a nurse, right? And she goes back in time and she's trying to care for people 300, 400 years ago using... Uh, the herbs that are available to her at the time. So I'm pretty sure she uses garlic as kind of an antibiotic. Yes. Yeah. And actually, having been a pharmacist, um, when people take garlic supplements, we need to know in terms of drug interactions. Mm. Yeah. Because, because like a are... lot of people who are yeah diabetic take garlic yeah. or people with high blood pressure. Yeah. Um, so I think there is, yeah, the evidence base. I mean, generally... Unless it's a magical food, which doesn't exist. Most foods have very weak evidence on whether it's... I mean, I don't want to go into a scientific pharma, pharmacological yeah. rant. But I feel like studies literally have... Like, the evidence for garlic is not weak. Yeah. 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 So people do consume garlic juice. And you and I both found those liquid black garlic pouches um, that you can get from Korean food stores. So it, this isn't like a completely like random thing that they've made up, but it does seem pungent. <laughs> yeah, garlic juice and lemon juice tend to be very popular variety show punishment drinks. Mm. Oh, give me the lemon juice any day. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, I mean I think someone should trend garlic juice challenge on TikTok. I just like, it must just come out of your pores for like hours, days. That's true. It doesn't leave you, does it? No. Oh gosh. Can you imagine? Ugh. Yeah. It's no, bad enough when you're chopping you. garlic and you get it on your fingers mm. and then to have it in your mouth. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Although I do like garlic. I do put it in everything. Yeah. So I think maybe, yeah, nah. Should mm -hmm. we try garlic juice? I don't know if I can put my taste buds to that kind of, live, put them through that kind of hell. Yeah, actually me either. I did I think about it while, while I was watching. I was like, should Katie and I try this? Yeah. It's like, why are we punishing ourselves, Katie? <laughs> because we have talked about like trying to do some of the things they do in these run episodes. I mean, I'd more than happily, when we go to Korea, add black garlic pouches to the shopping list. Okay. Um, but I don't know if I'd do garlic. Although, I've heard that if you bake a whole garlic. Yes. Roasted garlic, the, though, is a completely different thing. Yeah. Because Apparently, that's really good. It. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, coming on to the fact that they all, well, not all, V and Sugar and Jin all had to drink garlic juice. Yes. When V drank garlic juice, 
he was like shooting a fake commercial for the yeah, comic juice. He worked it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, V is like ultimate. I mean, BTS generally nowadays are like commercial kings. Yeah. But I think V definitely always has that in the back of his mind. Yeah. So you were saying that when he seizes these promo opportunities, how does this relate to the Chilsung um, side of well, sponsorship? Well, I think there's this thing where, so I think in the, in the early era time, 2015, like they weren't getting huge sponsorships no. from big brands. So it was them like, cause I think if they in theory see content that you, it's like early influencer days right yeah if you are on tv and you could like pretend that you could do this thing and then you're everyone's googling v drinking garlic juice then obviously if you're a garlic juice company you're like i'm gonna get v in my commercial <laughs> but what i was saying is like as you obviously they've now progressed and they get loads and loads of commercials i think and everything is impossible to find in a korean supermarket in the uk unfortunately but like they had a partnership with Chilsung Cider and like even when they're not doing the actual I know they do product placement on In The Soup mm -hmm. which they were drinking Chilsung like every time V's in front of a camera and he's holding a product that they may or may not have been endorsing he always does like the commercial thing yes okay. or like he turns the can to the camera he's always like doing a yeah oh, it tastes <laughs> so good um he did that when he was at the Bang Bang Con the live last year um yeah he did that on in the soup i just think like he kind of always turns it on like some of the others not so much mm -hmm. like obviously they do it in the commercial but you know i don't know i'm so used to watching product placement in korean tv shows now it's like a bit cringe but you know when people are putting it on they're like yeah oh, look at this coffee doesn't this coffee taste good <laughs> yes i mean he's definitely the kind who i mean he's great in commercials yeah but he's yeah very commercially minded I'll yeah say. my v is very commercially minded the other day we were um walking around chicago and i think we walked past it we were looking for a place for lunch and we walked past a subway and my husband was like oh we could go into subway and then he was like wait no because then i would feel like i was in a k-drama <laughs> I know my husband said the same that he's like why are they always going to Subway it's, it's not that good I know it's so aggressive so aggressive it's like in every show yeah and like they always have some like they either ha they definitely have lunch there a lot but there's always like some kind of element of the plot that involves yeah. Subway in Vagabond that one of the group like worked there and that was like a whole thing wasn't it <laughs> Yeah, and in my roommate is a Gumiho. She has a part-time job at a subway. Oh my gosh! And then in Crash Landing, they have lunch together at Subway. They do. I mean, yeah. It's if it's working subway. for a Subway, good for them. Maybe so like funny. it's the sublet. I mean, the fact that we think we talk about it after we've watched the drama has definitely stayed with us. Yeah. Um, whether or not I'll actually go to it. I mean, the Korea subways look better. <laughs> <laughs> They look pretty much the same to me. Do they? Yeah. I mean, Subway was a thing we did when we were like in high school, and everyone's like, "Ooh, you get to choose your bread and like your topping and Six like all the wheat. sauces you want." Um, and now I'm like, if I'm really desperate, then I'll go for a Subway. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they do look better than the one on Upper Street, that's for sure. Yeah, it's true. Oh, man. Um, so, did you find a great commercial compilation? Yeah, so when V said this, like, before he did the fake commercial for garlic juice, he was like, I'll be in a commercial for this one day, right? Yeah. Um, and when he said that, I was like, does he mean a commercial for garlic juice? <laughs> or does he mean any commercial at all? And I was like, surely by this point, summer 2015, they've been debuted for two years. I was like, surely by this point, they've done a commercial for a brand. So I was doing some digging and I found someone on YouTube who made a playlist of all of the BTS commercials prior to halfway through 2017. Amazing work. Props. Yeah. (laughs) And there are a bunch of fake ones from a reality show that they did, but it really seems like the earliest commercial that they did for a brand might have been a Puma spot in November 2015. I see. So at this stage, they might not have done a proper brand commercial. True, but I'm sure it was in discussions as soon yeah. as they had that like underdog win. Yeah, at the countdown or yeah, was it M countdown or in Kagayo, one of those. One of those. I can't remember which one they won first. Um, but yeah, this Puma spot featured dope, like the the comeback they're doing right now, um, as they're oh. filming these. So yeah, interesting. Yep. The only other thing I wanted to mention was Juan Bin. Yes. Such a good catch here. I feel like he gets mentioned a few times. Like he's because on variety shows, on variety shows, another thing that that people tend to do is like impressions of people. Yeah. And I feel like he, I've seen other people do do his impression as well. One didn't know who he is. So Jin at the end quotes one bin at the end, and I was like, who is this guy? And apparently he's one of Korea's most recognized actors, known for his visuals, but hasn't been any th- in anything in the last 10 years. Yeah, I had no idea who this was. I was so glad you looked it up. I um, googled him as well, and he is very good looking. Yeah, he's like in his 40s now. Yeah. Um, and I think this must be, I, I couldn't work out exactly which movie or TV show this Wanbin quote was from but I'm guessing it's probably from The Man From Nowhere, which was one of his biggest movies, and he's got a gun in the photo. So, I mean, I haven't watched it, but I would imagine there's a one-shot quote from there. That was, like, his his biggest movie and also, like, his last movie. Yeah. He hasn't done anything since then. Random Korean filming tidbit. Maybe we should watch that movie, Polly. I mean, it was on um, Rotten Tomatoes. Let's watch it. Yeah. Let's I have think that it could be, be good. our, like, takeaway from this episode. Not garlic juice. <laughs> Not garlic juice, but checking out Wanbin, one of Korea's most popular actors known for his visuals. Let's do it. Who's been on hiatus for 10 years, mysteriously. <laughs> Speaking of visuals... Um, who was the star of the show for you? I have to say V was the star this week. There was the garlic juice commercial. There was his face when he drank the garlic juice. He was so cute when he was shaking up those Coke bottles. 
he was a winner this episode. Yeah. V was a winner for me. Um, I loved it when he did the flip. Because everyone thought it was going to be a total bomb and total mess. Yeah. But then he flipped it and was like, look. Boom. <laughs> he, do- he does that. Because I guess he's like kind of thinks outside the box sometimes. Yeah. And I, I do admire that in him. Plus, despite the sl- Slytherin energy emerging from Jimin, I am a Ravenclaw, according to the sorting hat. So I do not vibe. I don't know what, I don't know if the houses vibe with other houses, but I'm not in Slytherin. Okay. W- what are you, Katie? I think I was also a Ravenclaw. Ah. Um, there you go. I guess the other last thing I wanted to ask you was, did they have to clean out the entire pool after they spilled Coke in it? Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, I was trying to think of like at public pools growing up, surely that kind of thing happened all the time. And that's like what chlorine is for. I mean, random aside, I've been in a swimming lesson where it was stopped half. Like I was just in the pool for like 10 minutes. The instructor was like, oh, swim laps or whatever. And I was like, everyone get out of the pool. I was like, I literally just got in. And it was like a pretty big pool. It was summertime. Everyone's having lessons. Like, code brown. No. Everyone get out of the pool. <gasps> Someone pooped. Oh, no. In the pool. And the awkward part is like, everyone got out, but they're still standing poolside oh. watching someone fish out. You know, the oh. things you use for pools, the poop. Oh. And then everyone had to like, leave because you can't swim in a pool that's had poop in it so i think coke is a little different than poop. <laughs> yeah i think so i mean it's just sticky i think i mean coke has so many chemicals in it yeah. i'm sure it's probably disinfecting it's just the sugar like yeah. i think that's fine i think the chlorine can handle the sugar maybe not like whatever germs are in feces <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm sure it wasn't a code brown but it was a very memorable yeah, I've never, I've never, yeah, it was the only time I've ever been evacuated out of a pool oh and they even used code brown. Wow, that is so yeah. dramatic. <laughs> All right, um, we will go and watch The Man from Nowhere. Yeah. And let you know how it is. We'll try to report back. Yeah, you should watch The Man from Nowhere with us and let us know what you think. And as always, you should join the Run BTS watch party with us. Next week, we'll be watching episode five. So tweet or DM us your thoughts at Pod Bangtan, and we might include them in the next podcast. Bye! Bye!